So we spoke to Vincent from On Film Only and Street Candy. Um, when did we speak to him? A couple of weeks after they announced that Street Candy is, well, maybe on hiatus, certainly, maybe. Hopefully on hiatus. I'm sure it will be back soon enough. Yeah, but we had a chat with him about what Street Candy, how it all started, and so we've got a bit of a history of it and um, just a general chat about photography and stuff as well. It was really nice to get to know a bit about him. I would say there is a little bit of an audio. We had a few audio issues on this episode, so there is a little bit of uh, noise underneath, but we tried our best to fix it. Um, but there, it is there, so I kind of I tidied it up as much as possible. But there you go. A little bit. Yeah. But he's a super, super interesting guy to talk to. Mm. Very intelligent, clearly very passionate about anything he puts his mind towards, which is one of the reasons we believe Street Candy was such a success. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen times that we went through, it was put on, hi yeah. put on hiatus, wasn't it? Do you know what the best thing about Street Candy was? Almost. One of the best things about it was the packaging. I was going to say the packaging, but I, did, I thought you were going to say something a little bit deeper than that. <laughs> uh, I mean, the fact that it's like all recycled, so he'd used old film canisters, it was film that already existed that was being repurposed, and then for the second wave of packaging, it was all cardboard packaging. <laughs> um, and that that's like one of my favourite things about it. Um, the fact that it's like really cool looking, super grainy, interesting film, um, obviously helped, but it was, um, yeah. But in this episode, we do have, a, well, it's not really an exclusive, but we do have the, um, we discussed the next wave of designs that he was going to be launching for the next wave of Street Candy, which obviously didn't happen. So he sent us those designs, which we've got to put up on the screen during the interview. So you can see what might have been. A little sneak peek into what could have been, but hopefully... Yeah, really, hopefully like, well, nice. Yeah, yeah. there we go. But anyway... Go, go follow him on Instagram as well, because he's still keeping us up to date with what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's still posting um, street candy images, and because there's still loads of rolls out there for sale. Well, yeah. loads, a few. And it's not expensive. It's worth getting your hands on some before you probably never will be able to again. Yeah, but for um, now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Keep tuned with Front as well. Front is coming very soon. We're working harder than ever. We're closer than ever to launching. I know we've said that a thousand times, but make sure you're following us on Instagram. Check out our videos on YouTube. Listen to our podcast. And if you haven't already, register to our mailing list. Um, there will be a link down below. Um, and we'll keep you up to date with what's going on. And it's coming soon enough. Soon enough. Enjoy the episode. Jim roll, please. might be worth mentioning Luke's got a sore throat at the moment and if he's not quiet enough anyway or if I'm not loud enough anyway should I say then um oh, okay yeah he's definitely not going to be talking too much yeah um, I lost my voice yesterday so fun times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hot hot whiskey or something yeah, oh, yeah, usually yeah. does does the trick usually yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah Vincent thank for your time thank you so much Vincent is the man behind street candy film um Luke, I'm going to actually ask you the question first because it's only because you mentioned this first. But what did you say when you first discovered Street Candy? Oh, so it was called 
um, ATM, street candy ATM. And I thought, oh, like, wouldn't it be funny if it came from ATM machines? And then when I saw Paul from Analog Wonderland talking about it, and he's saying it came from ATM machines. Uh, okay, that's really weird. And obviously it makes sense then that it's called ATM. But yeah, like, I suppose it'd be interesting to know, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but how it kind of got started and like how you found out that you could use this film um, for, for camera film. Well, it all came up. Uh, it was like basically a lucky encounter. I was in the right place, met the right people at the right time, you know. So I was really lucky with Street Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the beginning. I, uh, you guys may know me from uh, on film only when I started uh, the blog. Uh, or was that in the back of my mind, you know? But I was, yeah, fairly new in the film photography scene. But I, in back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, maybe one day I will do uh, my own film. You know, but it was never really something I was working uh, you know into it or actively looking uh, but eventually i was in the paris photo fair salon la photo in paris and i met some guys you know from the the analog scene and uh, one of the guys i met was um, lomig from film worship you guys may know the worship film yeah, yeah. that are quoted on paper so this guy is like uh, the macgyver of the film photography you know it's like a container full of equipment that he's been gathering and he's pulling his own film and basically, I met this guy, and he told me, "Okay, maybe I have a film that uh, I may not, uh, may not sell myself, but would you be interested? You know, to give it a try." He sent me a few test rolls, you know, and I instantly loved the look. You know, I developed the first roll myself, but there was not much information about the film because at the time we not even knew it was still made. Yes, that was a bit old, not maybe not too old, but it was uh, a bit aging in his storage. And he said, "Okay, let's give it a try." and uh, give it a life and but in the beginning we i just started this with a small batch and it was about 500 or 600 films for the first batch oh. and uh, i never quite a large batch right in the, in the yeah like, it was place. but bas- basically it told me i have a bit of stock mm. i said okay i'm gonna buy it all and try to sell it you know and i never thought i would sell so much so many roles so quickly you know i was quite shocked myself you know by the by that but uh, yeah, eventually it picked up, you know, and we figured out that we could get fresh uh, stock from this film. So then I kind of really invested into it because, uh, okay, maybe there is a nice uh, film that it would be pity to let it go to waste, you know, and and uh, it would also help to maintain the production line of the company, you know, who's running the film. So we figured out, okay, let's give it a try and make this seriously, you know, and really invest into it and about the, the ATM uh, I this name because when I met the guy Lomig he told me okay this film the original um, Street Candy when I started selling it the original batch was coated on a really thin film base you know I don't know if you guys ever saw it before but it was really really thin you feel like it's going to break in the camera but it's actually quite sturdy but um, it's made uh, coated on the, this really thin um, film base the, the simple reason behind is because it was loaded into ATM yeah. machines before. So they needed a maximum of pictures, uh, you know, to load the maximum of them you know, to a tiny space. So they would cut it on a really thin emulsion and basically they would double the amount of film that they would compare to a, a standard film roll, you know. So that's how the, came, the first batch came out, you know. And for the story, I thought in the beginning that... Uh, the ATM machine were taking a picture of all the people that were uh, withdrawing money, which is like the case today. 
but before no the, it was uh, i think it was too expensive to do that maybe and the only time they would the camera the, the atm would uh, trigger the camera it was when someone was trying to force the machine you know or to beat uh-huh. into it when when someone was angry at the machine or so that's when people would be would have the picture taken you know but, and I, I had no idea before that all the atm machine were shooting uh, pictures on film you know i thought it was something that came up with digital camera but no it was actually quite older than that so that's how the name came out, you know, and I thought, yeah, it could be a funny story, you know, behind the film. Of course, it was used in other surveillance systems, but the, the, the use, the, the most used apparently for this specific film was the ATM cameras. Well, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's awesome, like, to know that, you know, you kind of, it kind of fell into your lap almost, I guess. Do you know what I mean? And then Basically, yeah, it was of... given to my hands and I was like, okay, yeah. let's do it now, you know? And well, it was really a great adventure, I admit, you know, I never thought it would last so long, you know? But the end, and it was a bit abrupt, I have to say. I yeah, wasn't yeah. expecting. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, we had difficulties to, to, to stop the film since a while, you know, it's, it was a bit difficult. Yeah. So at problem manufacturing, there was a lot of demand for the film, basically. And that was my... Uh, my biggest problem was the production was not to sell the film because I was selling the film before the I was actually having in my hands. You know, there, we had a lot of pre-orders and we had a great distributor in the US. So there was a really a really high demand for the film in the US. Is that where it and started? Is that was, is that, was that where it was first distributed in the US? Uh, yes, because in the beginning I was working with a friend who had a... Um, from camera, camera you may have heard from him. He, he used to have a, a small online store, so I used to work with him and distributed mostly in the US in the beginning from the first batch. Then uh, it was a bit tricky because I was always traveling, so I was uh, moving the company. I was basically loading the the rolls and the boxes in my car, you know, and we would do the rolls on the road with my wife, you know, and shipping from different places. So we went, we did from Spain, from Portugal, and then back to France. So it was like a Mobile company. <laughs> really. At least, at least rolls of film are small, right? So you can fill up the car. Yeah, and, exactly. Know, you I could pack fill it the car. <laughs> yeah. That's really. So cool. it was, it was quite funny, and then eventually yeah, we settled down, and I, 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 the proper distribution, you know, and in the in the UK we had uh, an amazing support with Paul and, uh, and the team at Analog World, and they really helped us out a lot. Yeah. To, to help with the, to 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 make us. Uh, Famous, let's say. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's oh, straight. Yeah. Like, you know, we've always supported Analog Wonderland, as as have they to us as well. Mm-hmm. And I think what they yeah. do for the film community is is you know really incredible. I mean, they they helped us out with what we're building here at Front as well. Um, and yeah. it's you know, it's not only is it a great place to. To, to go and buy your film there, you know, in terms of their diverse kind of range of film stocks and, and camera equipment that they stock, but yeah. they really do help. You know, they support every single you know company and brand that's Stage, out, yeah. Yeah, at every yeah. level yeah it's not just like it's like just the big names or they just promote that they support everyone yeah. which which is really great to see and not only that not just with film stocks and, and equipment but photographers that photographers themselves right um, yeah. and like you know like we said earlier when me and luke saw street candy for the first time in fact i think you might have seen it earlier than me luke i think the first time i saw it was uh, one of our front ambassadors, there's a, a girl called Madison Beach, and I'm pretty sure she made a video on it. 
Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now that you mentioned the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw yeah. it and like, obviously I, I love Madison, but then I was like, yep, I need to buy that film. And I think I literally <laughs> went to Analog Wonderland and bought three rolls yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah. 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 I, I Did you buy it when it, it was with the new packaging already or it was still the old? Uh, I had one packaging. of the old pack. I think it was literally yeah. during the transition. because I still The transition, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work out if I've still got it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I haven't got it anymore. I think I. Because those are collector. Like, I only have one myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. I should have kept it and sold it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One lucky fan. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first thing that really struck me as well when it came in that cardboard box, yeah. and then yeah. when I uh, unreeled it and loaded it to develop it and pulled the film apart, pulled the roll apart, I was like, oh, it's in a. It was in like an ectochrome canister. Yeah. Well, you got an ectochrome. I felt like, honestly, when I I got the film, like obviously I've shot probably 15 rolls of street cards. Really? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, 10, 15 rolls. But I felt like they were Pokemon cards. I felt like, you know, like you had to work out what roll of film you were getting, like what it was recycled on. But I think all I got was like, I I think I got quite a bit of Sinner still, but I never got an ectochrome. Yeah, yeah, the first one I got was Exochrome. Oh, there you go, that's like a Charizard shiny. But it was cool, it really struck me that it was like, it's a really interesting thing to do, like there's kind of zero waste almost, like you're using cardboard and you're using old film canisters and you're using film that's already like ready to be repurposed for this. So it was just like, um, it was such an interesting like thing to pick up and start using. And yeah, and it's such a shame that it's, um, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. No more for now. <laughs> but yeah. say for now, hopefully. Yeah, for now, let's see. Yeah. So, what, what year did it start then? What year did it first get released? Uh, 2018, if I'm correct. I remember correctly, starting in, in January 2018. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm guessing that. Kind of like, yeah. So, I'm guessing like COVID took a massive part in the kind of potential future of street candy yeah well basically it was quite uh, interesting because uh, when i released the, the new packaging you know with the cardboard packaging it was during the first confinement the first wave of covid yeah. and honestly at this time most of the company yeah. were struggling it was hard for everyone but for us because oh. they did that at the same time so of course we had delays in the production of the packaging and everything but uh, managed to to pull my uh, the, the game, you know, and it was quite a good year for us, I have to admit, because the yeah. demand and the response with the new packaging was just yeah. amazing. I never expected, you know, that uh, people would receive it so well. It was really a gamble yeah. you know, myself, but yeah, I just couldn't stand to see so many boxes of plastic yeah. going through my hands. I said, okay, now this has to come to yeah. the other solution. And in the beginning, it was really good. Uh, I mean, I, the, the COVID didn't hurt us at all. But eventually, uh, this year, at the end of last year, 2021, it started to be difficult, you know, with the, the sourcing of the product, the increase of the shipping, because uh, the, the packaging was already a bit more expensive than plastic boxes. But the shipping also increased tremendously. It was like basically buying the boxes and uh, there was, we were paying the same price just for shipping, you know, so... It was getting ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And at this point, I, I, I realized, okay, now it's going to be complicated. Mm-hmm. And eventually, yeah, we had a problem with our supplier mm-hmm. manufacturing the mm-hmm. So that was also another another issue. Okay. And 
at last they they rose the price a bit, which was already bad for us. But we say, okay, let's. It's, it was still manageable, you know. Uh, we could. We I just had to raise the price a little to to stay remain profitable. But uh, the last uh, last email we got was just like last uh, sword in the back, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like okay, guys, we're gonna triple the price overnight, you know, just yeah. on the film. Uh, say okay, let's call it a day now, and yeah, uh, it's, well, and well, the move of the company is was pretty clear, you know, because I'm not the only one uh, we're proposing the film. The company behind the film we are using is uh, Orwo. So uh, all the the, the company oh, yeah. that were uh, uh, re-pulling the film from Oro probably yeah. gonna have to stop, maybe except for Mography, yeah. I would say they probably uh, probably have a good deal with. Uh, but smaller companies like uh, like ourselves, we we couldn't handle it anymore. And it's, I'm sure they. It's really respectful that you you kind of did that because I remember reading you know your post not too long ago when you announced mm-hmm. that Street Candy will unfortunately be no more for now. Um, but you know, saying that you know when I read it, I was like, you know, you decided not to double or triple the price of the roll of film, yeah. and you know, you know, fair enough, there might be a niche market of people that would still have supported you, you know, as and where they could, and they would have paid whatever you would have had to sell the role for. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've got to realize as well, or what people may not realize is that, you know, if you're if if you have to double or triple the price of a product, the next time you order a new uh, you know a new batch it's going to go up even more because the order that you were before was so much less than the order before that and exactly. every time you order less and less and less the, the price for you goes up and up and up so every time you would have released it it would have gone up and yeah you know people don't always realize that so yeah it's awesome that you know you you know fair enough you could have got another batch and maybe sold a few but you weren't yeah. in it for the money right you were in it for the love of the product and you wanted to be respectful to the film community yeah, especially I don't want to you know give money to a company that's basically just tripling the film without no reason. You know, there was yeah. no no production cost involved. It was just you know a decision they took on. Okay, we're going to cut those uh, those people from repurposing our film, which is I understand. You know, I knew that at some point the party would be over. You know, but uh, eventually I would say like maybe, like you said, you know, maybe some people would have still buy it, but it was too expensive for me to put the money up front. You know, and to not sure I would sell those films, you know, and I already rose the price to my suppliers and yeah. at some, you cannot keep raising the price indefinitely, you know. Uh, yeah. When you see what's what's going on with Kodak and everything, I don't think it's good for the film industry, you know, to keep raising the prices no. because it's going to just, you know, most of the people are going to give up. So, yeah. you know, in the end of the day, it's going to be more expensive because there's less demand to produce and so on. So, yeah. I think the, the whole film uh, in, industry and all the film photographers are going to suffer of that because of that. Because some, at the end of the day, we, we end up, you know, like just for a roll of film, it's going to cost us maybe, I don't know, 30, 30 pounds, you know, or 30 yeah, euros yeah. just for yeah. to shoot 36 pictures. So it's becoming really complicated for most of the people. And I don't see, I don't feel comfortable, you know. Yeah, taking so much money just for a few pictures, you know, I don't think it's fair. Yeah, and yeah. Well, there's a difference it's, it's as well, sad. isn't there? Because, you know, if you buy a roll of film, you know, you know, there's a fine line, isn't there? Because, you know, fair enough, a bit like the cost of living, things go up, right? So you would expect yeah. maybe a small increase. That's life, you know. Any time. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's life. Mm. But when, you know, there's a lot of film out there that has took a huge step up right and it just makes you think like and again I, I don't claim to be an expert in the you know the business side of the, the companies but yeah. for me like surely you would rather take a slight hit 
per roll of film on the profit side and have more people shooting film. Because, you know, it felt like in the last couple of years, there was this huge boom in film photographers, yeah. right? You know, myself included, I, I've, I've got back into photography in the last six, seven years, but it's only really been in the last kind of, say, three or four years that yeah. I've I've deep dived into film stocks more, you know, I've got the bug, so to speak, yeah? And that's what the, the film companies should be supporting. They should, you know want it yeah. want to get you to have their product in their hands not just for these premium users or you know whatever it might be and it's it's a shame that it's gone like that and i'm sure there's reasons behind it but for me it puts you off right and you don't want to be put off you it's, the companies don't want you to be put off they want you to be buying that film of course yeah i'm sure yeah kodak when they do this kind of they take this kind of decision you know it's not in uh, they know it's not in their best interest but yeah it's true that there are so many factors to consider and people don't always realize, you know, when they just buy a roll of film, you know, what, what's involved, you know, in making, uh, making uh, this film come out, you know, because there's so, so much, so much um, components, you know, of film, you know, the, from the canister, from the, 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 the film base to all the chemicals and the packaging. And yeah, all the prices everywhere have been, uh, keep rising at, and at some point, yeah, it just... They, they, are, they are forced to do that but yeah it's going to hurt the, the film photography badly i'm afraid you know because yeah. it's also getting more you use also the price of camera that is rising like crazy yeah, exactly. you know if you yeah. see the second hand market on cameras yeah. i remember when i uh maybe i shouldn't say that but when i bought my x-pan for example you know like four years ago uh well, basically i was turning 30 and i said okay i'm gonna give myself like this present for my 30 you know and yeah. I got myself expand, but it was at the time I bought it actually from uh, uh, an English seller. It was about a thousand euro. When yeah. I see the price of expand orders, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is gonna pay me a car. So. I've, I've been looking at buying one, and it's four yeah. four thousand five hundred pounds now. Yeah, with one lens, and um, <laughs> I think there's one other lens you can buy, like a thirty-five mil, that's about two thousand pounds. Two thousand, if you're lucky, yeah. yeah the thirty yeah. millimeter, yeah, it's like the holy grail of the expand lens. This one, yeah. it's like it's yeah. super wide. Yeah, and then, and then we watched the new grainy days video, didn't we? And then that put us off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen. Thanks, that. Jason. Yeah, his new video. He's talking about the Fuji TX1, which is basically yeah, the same thing. And he's yeah. saying that it's um, there's less and less around. Yeah. So obviously the price is going up. And it will eventually break. And there's, it's like getting hold of spare parts is so difficult that when it breaks, it might just be that's the end of your camera. Yeah, um, an expensive paperweight. <laughs> yeah, a very yeah. expensive paperweight. But you know, at the same time, I support like the collection of cameras and stuff like that because fair enough, you know, there's a lot of cameras out there that are just way too hyped. Shoot me, yeah. it's digital or film, whatever, they're they are way overhyped. But what it really, do you know what I mean? Like people don't want to be spending thousands of pounds on cameras. They were never so designed to be that. Yeah. Again, fair enough. Inflation pushes the price up and stuff. But some things now are just, it, you know, I couldn't even consider it. I, I'm not, I'm not in a position where I can afford a five thousand pound camera. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then at the same time, you think, yeah. well, if I buy it, 
it's still it's going to be worth eight thousand pounds in three years' time. So maybe yeah, it's like yeah, in the, yeah. You, you, you feel like you've got to invest in it and then make yeah. make your money back. But really, like the artists in us, right? The the photographers in us don't really want to be doing that. We just want to try the camera out, try some film, take some photos. But mm-hmm. if you look at it like a business, like you're investing in a piece of equipment that you're going to flip in a few years' time to make money, that's why the that's why they've all gone up, right? As I was going to say, I wanted to talk a little bit about the kind of support that you've got from the kind of, well, film community, if you like, especially since you announced when yeah. Street Candy was going to be no longer. I'm sure you were blown away by the, the support that you received. Co- completely blown away. Honestly, I was, when I announced this, uh, I, I literally spent three days in tears because <laughs> it was really hard for me to let go. But yeah. also to receive so much love and support from everyone around the world, and all of so many kind messages and gestures everywhere. It was really, it was heartwarming at the same time and heartbreaking too, because yeah. I felt like, you know, I was letting yeah. something uh, that sh- it shouldn't be a hand- ending like that, you know, and it was not fair, you know, to, to end things like that. Yeah. Honestly, it was really yeah, amazing to see so much support and, uh, and pe- people supporting us, you know, because. They, they realize that okay we are maybe a small company but maybe next time it's going to be a bigger one and, and you know all the all the cards are falling after another you know and and people are really yeah really stood behind us you know and and then like when i also announced yeah like we only had a bit of stock left you know and everything was gone in an hour you know i was literally shocked you know like all the stock had left you know it was gone in uh, one hour basically one hour and a half after the announcement you know so yeah the days after it, it took me uh, hard some took me some effort you know to go through those last orders you know and pack them uh, after yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah but it's, it's weird as well right because it kind of came out of nowhere and i remember we were talking you know before you kind of made the announcement um, and I don't know if you've made this uh, you might, we might have to cut this bit out and I don't know if, I'm going to ask if we can show it but um, you, were, you were doing some new designs right for for like yes, I was. a new batch yeah um, I don't know if you've shown anyone those designs yet I don't know if that's kind of like no one saw anything no yeah. well I would like because I've been working on the on this for the past few months it's been really hard also because the batch I was about older when the, the supplier announced the, the film the, the price increase uh, I was about to order the new packaging. I was basically about to order uh, six thousand boxes, three thousand for each of, of my film. Yeah, and yeah, I'd done a complete rebranding. Yeah. It's been a real headache, you know, to do that yeah. because yeah, I was doing everything myself. So yeah. Really, you know, yeah. I, I've been learning everything, you know, from you know running a company to design to everything. Yeah. But uh, for this time, I had the help of a graphic designer because I had something in mind and uh, something coherent, you know, between the two to design. So I want something, uh, a branding that makes sense yeah. and also to refresh the logo. So you'll have the exclusivity to, to show the, to read yeah. the Awesome. The Hopefully it comes up right come and we out. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I remember you send it me and I didn't want to show it. I haven't showed anyone. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I'd love to show it just because I, I feel like, 
you know, you've, you Street Candy was all for the right reasons, yeah. It was all for the film community. It was all from from the enjoyment of being a photographer, right? It wasn't. It was never a business where you set out to make millions of pounds. It was through the love of the the community that the business kind of grew, right? And you took it yep. day by day, and it slowly grew, slowly grew, slowly grew, and then unfortunately, it's come to an end. But I mean, you know, me and Luke were saying earlier, like, I don't know what your next kind of chapter is, if you like, but. It's exciting. You know, you should be excited for it. I mean, whatever you do, you'll be welcomed with open arms if, you, if you're if you working somewhere or with, you know, within the industry still, or whether you've got yeah. a new project in mind. I don't know what it is. It's been a difficult past weeks, let's say, you know, for me, because I need to readjust to a new lifestyle because, yeah, yeah like my baby is gone. So basically my house is empty now, you know, so I had plenty of time on my hands but yeah i need to put money on the uh, food on the table so i found myself a new job i started uh, two three weeks ago nice. uh, to do with the uh, photography or photography in general uh, just you know like switching back to the old me for yeah. being a blogger yeah. uh, film photographer but uh, yeah i need to to settle down now because yeah i have a family and i need to 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 support my family decently you know i don't want to have that stress on top of my head because it's been mentally yeah. exhausting you know to not knowing where you're going or you know uh, the visibility you know on my finance on maybe two three months max you know and i was always you know running after another badge and so on yeah. so yeah it was really draining mentally but i still have a few projects in my mind uh what I haven't taken down the website yet because maybe i will bring something eventually yeah. uh, i have a few ideas I did see that because you're still doing the Instagram as well, right? You're still sharing the photos that you get in. I've actually got a yeah. roll of undeveloped street candy, but okay. I, there's a huge part of me that doesn't want to develop it for 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to yeah. just want to sit on it. And I know that's not, you know, like necessarily the right attitude with being the freshest kind of film to develop. But then there's a part of me that just goes, oh, one day. One day I'll come across. One day it when the time is right. It's yeah, nice. it's yeah, nice, exactly. Uh, yeah. Nice too. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, you know, I'm sure. And you know, every time you post something on Instagram now, I'm like, I thought the last post was the last one, or I thought the last time I said. But it's <laughs> nice that it's it's nice that you're still it's showing these little snippets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. It's definitely. just to show I'm still here. I still enjoy looking at pictures, you know, because it was yeah. really my pleasure, you know, to see the pictures with the what people could create with the film I was making. You know, it was yeah. the reward for me was yeah, more than the the money I was making, you know, and I think it was really to help people create new things, you know, and and also it was also a way to give back to the the, the film uh, community because I received so much when I was starting with the on film only with my blog and my YouTube videos as well. So it was really a way for me to give back and to keep film alive because at the same time, you know, you need people like that and like you guys, what you're doing, you know, to keep people interesting and to to help them to learn about it, to educate too, because it's such a beautiful thing. But yeah, at the same time, it's becoming more and more complicated yeah. to be a film photographer, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though we, we had great hope for a while, but now yeah, it's true with that COVID and everything we are seeing. It's, you can see that people will have to, to choose and the, the priorities will come first before pleasure, like shooting film, I'm afraid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it the same deal for... You mentioned the other film, your the MTN um, 100. Yeah. Is that the same supplier and it's all the same? Same supply, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. So that, that film was already more expensive, but I wanted to expand the range of film. And to be honest with you, like I was saying to Paul at some point, uh, I was a bit tired to shoot always the same film for years. You know? so I wanted a new film for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I thought, okay, it was a really selfish decision, you know, to bring that. So that yeah, film yeah. Off, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes from the same supplier, yeah, fortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I suppose it's hard to ever think about buying anyone else's film when you've got a ready supply of your own stuff just, just, yeah. just there. Yeah, no, that's really yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Plus, I, I used to have a lot of film that wouldn't pass the quality check, you know, if the, the canister has small bumps or something, you know. Mm. I wouldn't sell those ones, I would keep them for myself. So I still have a, a small stock, you know, from, from mm. a small batch uh, kept, uh, I'm keeping, yeah, safe yeah, for yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. But it's really don't, don't, don't waste it. Yeah, yeah, for the great, like you, you like yourself. Yeah, for great occasions, I will take out the camera. Oh, it's yeah. true. I haven't picked up the camera lately. I haven't been photographing much, but mm. hopefully, I get back to it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you will. The the urge will be there for you to pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though, isn't it? Because like, you know, talking about like the price of film, going back to that. You know, I, I shoot a roll of film now like it's 120 almost. Do you know what I mean? Because I know that I've paid a premium for the product where, you know, like you used to always have a couple of rolls of film lying around. And don't get me wrong, I've got I've got film in the fridge kind of ready to go, but I'm so I'm so scarce to use it, if you know what I mean. Like I yeah, I do it slowed me down the way I take photos, and I've always kind of had this like perception of like digital yeah i'm happy to fire away trigger away 35 mil i'm kind of the same you know it's capturing moments I, i've always carried a you know a small point and shoot around with me um and then you know if, if i you know the rare occasions that i shoot a bit of medium format i really take my time but now yeah i'm doing the same with 35 millimeter i'm slowing down and which is good but at the same time it you know I kind of just want to take photos sometimes. You know I mean, I want to go out and walk around and sometimes you'll shoot yeah, a roll of film yeah. in a day just because I'm bored or, you know, it's a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it, sometimes, like, I get this feeling like, oh, should I be doing that or should I slow down? And really, you know, I just want to go out and shoot. And I'm sure 99% of other people feel the same. Yeah. I feel like yeah. shooting like large format, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Don't even dare, dare eBay any of those cameras. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, um, yeah. I was about to at some point, and then Jenna, my wife just said, no, no, yeah. because it's not like with a tripod, with everything. Yeah. I said, no, no. Where's it's it going to go? Happen, yeah. We haven't got the space for it. No, I used to have my uh, closet in my kids' room, you know, half was full of gear, so, you know, like <laughs> cameras and stuff. So, hopefully, I've made some space since then but yeah some point they don't need clothes yeah yeah well awesome thank you for your time vincent um i think that feels like a good place to kind of stop it but it, it okay. i mean if if you if you're up for it we'd love to touch base with you you know six months down the line a year down the line whatever it might be um you know reconnect find out what you're doing yeah. find out you know you know let's have a catch-up, do you know what I mean? General catch-up of what you're doing and we can talk about... That's good. I feel yeah, like we, we've spoken a lot about Street Candy because that's kind of what we wanted this kind of episode to be about. Of course. But we would love to talk to you about your own kind of photography and, you know, what you like shooting, what inspires you, so on and so forth. But I, I said to Luke, you know, we could make a whole episode out of that. So if you if you were up for it, we'd love to reconnect mm -hmm. a bit further down the road. Yeah, one of the days. 
for sure, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah hopefully, I'll be back with new projects. We never let. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, by the time you have a new project, hopefully, we'll have the website launched. It's been great to speak to you, but it's so it's such a shame that what has happened has happened. But at the same time, it's so respectful to see that you, how you've done it, rather than pushing it or trying to force more money or you know. Yeah you've done it for the right reasons do you know what I mean and uh, and hopefully that everyone will understand that do you know what I mean I'm, I'm sure they do I mean the support we've seen is is unbelievable so yeah yeah it was yeah, yeah. honestly yeah, yeah, it, it was yeah like I said before it was really touching you know to see so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many yeah. Uh, words yeah but yeah at the same time it was, it was a great way to end <laughs> You've made history, right? Regardless, like this, the the self pride that you must have for for doing it. Regardless, you know how many film stocks are left or how many years it it was going. You will always look back and remember. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah, which is awesome. 